Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome in. Happy Monday morning to you. I almost said Tuesday because it's one of those mornings, but welcome in here. All right, uh, we go to Des Moines for this next story. No good deed goes unpunished. That's sort of how I feel about this one. You have a very, very nice mural painted on the side of a building that the city now says needs to be painted over. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. So if you, um, where this thing is, is there's a raised roadway. And it's in the underpass portion of this where you've got these big, giant, concrete, like Y-shaped things that hold the roadway up over over top. And that means that there's a, a, a thick strip of concrete that goes from ground level all the way up to where the bottom of that roadway is. And somebody went through and did an extensive mural type uh, graf- bit of graffiti. And we'll get back to the distinction there in just a second. What it is, is it's the face of Jack Nicholson in that infamous scene in The Shining when he's hacking open the door and finally he sticks his face in and goes, here's Johnny. It's that. So he looks kind of crazed. But, I mean, it stands out from all of the other graffiti around it in that, first of all, it's a mural. And second of all, it's extremely well done. I mean, you wouldn't look at this thing and go, ew, graffiti. You'd look at it and go, wow, that's Jack Nicholson from The Shining. So it kind of raised the question. They, you know, reaction to it as to any, art, you know, street art like that has been kind of mixed. Some people love it. Some people hate it. The mayor apparently is not a fan, and they're going to go through eventually with pressure washers and just blast this thing away. But it's kind of sad. I mean, to me... The, the fact that they're doing it, and there is other graffiti around it that's just standard issue, you know, people tagging and things like that. But this almost, I mean, I don't know if the quality is quite the same, but I think of Banksy. It's also, if I didn't know that that was graffiti painted on a viaduct, yes. I would think somebody hung a painting there. Yes. It's got shadowing. I mean, it's in black and white. It looks like a painting. It doesn't look like graffiti. It looks like, it almost looks like somebody printed it off a computer. I mean, it's just, it's very pristinely done. Two issues seem to be at play here, Yep. or at least two issues are being spoken about being at play. One is that this viaduct is scheduled for construction maintenance in a year and a half. And they said any artwork that's on it is probably going to be damaged anyway. The bigger issue that's being talked about is that the owner of this building, a guy named Don Short, um, said that 
uh, like there's been a graffiti problem and stuff there. But this guy, whoever did this, didn't get permission. Yeah. And that's really the only difference. It's the only distinction between graffiti and a mural is somebody asks you to paint a mural on their building. And this guy even said, look, you know, there's graffiti on my building and I'd rather have it gone. But if somebody painted this on there, I would absolutely let it stay. And it gets down to that that argument about the quality of it. I mean, is there ever a time graffiti is still graffiti and he painted something that wasn't his whoever or she, I guess we don't know who the mm. artist is. So whoever did this painted on something that they did not own. And yet it's it's so extremely well done that. I, I think it goes into a different category. I mean, it still counts as graffiti because you painted a building you didn't own or, or you know, part of an underpass that you didn't own. Yeah. But I just think, I mean, if something, if somebody takes the time to do something like that and it's that striking, um, I, there should at least be a conversation about letting it go. I'm just going to ask, what does it hurt? Yeah. To leave it there. Now, let me be the uh, the negative Nancy here for just half a second. <laughs> if we, it is easier to just enforce no graffiti anywhere than it is to have to make the decision beforehand about who, when people actually ask, what you grant and what you don't. Because what are your criteria? And now we're defining art. I mean, good luck. So it's easier just to say no but then you have to enforce this rule about no graffiti. It just hurts a little bit to see that someone is going to literally wash away this really cool, not in any way obscene piece of art. Because what you would kind of what you would kind of hope, I guess, in a situation like this, is that somebody like that guy uh, short that they interviewed, the, the one who owns the building, and said, "Yeah, if somebody painted this on my building, I'd be I'd be really happy about it." Is that the artist? Because right now we don't know who it is. Would come forward and say, "Yeah, that mural that you're talking about washing away, that was me. If you want me to recreate that on your building with mm -hmm. permission." then yeah, I'll be glad to do that and, and have somebody actually pay him because that's the other thing about this is that we're going to presume here he didn't get any money for doing this. Is it a crime? Yeah. If he comes forward, is there a chance he's being charged with a crime? It's a ticketable offense. I mean, it's 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 not something that they're going to throw him in jail for, but mm -hmm. would, they, would they likely find him for it? Yeah, maybe. So there's a, on the bottom of this painting, there's a website yes. that I can't make out. And it's signed. I mean, if you if you believe that everybody signs it in the bottom corner and that it's not a part of the artwork, it is signed. Yeah, but it's signed red rum, right. which, which is you know that that's also from The Shining. So whether that's somebody who actually gets you know goes by that tag in town, or whether they just put that on there as as part of uh, you know as part of the artwork, um, the website is thescarce.org. Yeah, I had to make it five hundred percent on my computer, and yeah. now I can make it out. Which is not a website for me that comes up to anything. Uh, yeah, let me see if I get anything. Um, no. It, I it, get related searches. Yep. And that's it. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's not even a website that works at this point. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I would like. Because you think about the murals that we have on the east side of downtown here that, that were commissioned. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of buildings right in a row uh, by where the old Denny's used to be. And... And that stuff looks great. I love that. I think it adds to a city. That's part of a cityscape. But right. You, but you can't do it like this. You can't do it unsolicited, just on the uh, on a one of the stanchions for an overpass.
if you have thoughts here, 913-586-7798, um, should they leave it? Should they leave it there or should they stick to their stick to their rules and get rid of it? And to John's point, is there a is there a compromise? Can they put out a call for whoever did this graffiti? You would assume they're local. Yeah. Can they put out a call to have that person come forward? You assure them we're not going to no ticket. We're not going to cite you or anything. And can we? I don't know what the compromise now is. Yeah. But, well, and, and even when you talk about that kind of compromise, is it? A situation like with Banksy, where part of the thrill of it for him as an artist is to put it where he's not supposed to. Right. You know what I mean? That that would this artist even come forward and say, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and paint this on your building if you want to commission me to do it. Because there there is a certain street cred, I guess, that goes along with being a graffiti artist that you might lose if you become an artist for pay. So you might put out the call and he might not even come forward. Yeah. It's possible. But maybe you offer to him, I don't know, maybe does Des Moines have an art museum? I don't know. But maybe they <laughs> he could he could do something that hangs in City Hall. Yeah. Or something. It's that so. good. It really is. I mean, if it, we're, I'll pop this up on Twitter real quick if you haven't seen it so you can see what it is that we're talking about. It It's so far separated from our normal conception of graffiti that mm -hmm. the two are basically incomparable. Yeah. If you have thoughts here, 913-586-7798. Coming up next, we will go to Michigan State University for what showed up on the scoreboard during Saturday night's game. Get to that coming up here in KMBZ. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. Someone at Michigan State University is in trouble for what went up uh, on the Jumbotron as part of a trivia question during Saturday night's game. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Will we always, ever learn. That's always the picture you want to have up on the jumbotron. Um, I don't know. I mean, so what they were doing, and you've probably seen this if you've gone to the movies. Sometimes you see it at football games too, or baseball games. I think the Royals did something like this for a while. Not Hitler, but uh, where they'll have just to keep you occupied while you're waiting for the game to start. They'll have trivia questions that'll pop up on the Jumbotron, and then they'll run another slide or two telling you to go get something out of the concession stand, and then they'll show the answer to the question. So you and your buddies can sit there and argue about what the answer is. So what they did is they hired this outside company, uh, Michigan State University did, home of the Trojans. Or no, the Spartans. That's what it is, the Fighting Spartans. And uh, so they, they hired this outside company to come in and put these trivia questions and answers up on the Jumbotron. And one of the questions, the answer was Hitler. So it put up the answer and then a little explanation about how he was the answer to the trivia question. And behind it, a big giant picture of Hitler. And people freaked out. Okay. Um, if it had just been the question and not the really big image of Hitler on the Jumbotron, <laughs> would the yeah. reaction have been the same? Probably not. Um, I don't know. The, the whole thing seems kind of silly to me. Because it's not like they put the, the uh, you know, a picture of Hitler up saying, yay, Hitler, or go Nazis, or what. It wasn't that. He was the answer to a trivia question. I mean, have we really gotten so incredibly sensitive that even seeing a picture of that guy is going to make people lose their minds? Wasn't somebody fired? I uh, thought I saw They, they fired the this. company. 
Oh, okay. I thought some, I thought a person was fired. Okay. No, they said they, they've been using a third-party source, and going forward, we will implement stronger screening and approval procedures for all video board content in the future. But they also said that they, yeah, they dropped the company that was doing their trivia. So um, I have the NPR version of the story that says the trivia video was taken from the YouTube page, the Quiz Channel, and channel creator Floris Van Balant later wrote on the page, he had no idea Michigan State was using his quizzes. To be clear, I was unaware they are using my content for stadium entertainment. This was unsolicited and unauthorized use. A random history trivia question in an inappropriate setting. It makes me, you you use the term unauthorized use? Yeah. And that makes me wonder, are, is he going to go after Michigan State somehow? Uh, yeah, he probably can't uh, because even though, I mean, he may be able to go after the company that put it up there. Mm-hmm. But they, he probably can't go after Michigan State because all they did was hire somebody. Now, the guy they hired apparently did something wrong by ganking this guy's trivia questions off of his YouTube page. But, uh, yeah, he would be able to go after them instead. Okay, so I'm with you like 90%, okay? Uh-huh. Except I'm looking at the image now. It, it is one thing to hear that there is a big image of Hitler on the Jumbotron. Now I'm looking at it though, cringy is the word I use a lot lately. It seems like it's cringy. It's, um, it is just so prominent. What did you mouth? I, I said, so what? I, I just said, okay, I had my mic off. <laughs> I actually meant to I, say that out loud. I'm like, sometimes right. I mouth things I mean, just to myself. It, to me, it's just, it's a picture of Hitler. I, I don't, I mean, it's, I don't know that there's very many attractive images of Hitler out there, but it's just him, you know, he's in uniform and he's looking over his shoulder. All right. It's just cringy to me. It's, I, I don't get the outrage either. But if you were to just see the picture well, without knowing that it's a part of a trivia question. Yeah. It's just cringy. Um, yeah, here's my curiosity about this: is that the the trivia answer that's on the screen mm-hmm. is not Hitler; it's Austria. So, does that mean they were asking, you know, where's Hitler's birthplace? You know, I, I I wish I knew what the question was that led to that, because if it was just where is the city of Vienna located, and the answer is Austria, and then they put up an image of Hitler. Okay, that that's a little hateful and out of place. But if it was a question about him, then uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just he's he's a figure from history. He's one of the most hateful people. It was about his birthplace. It was okay. Where was Hitler's birthplace? Yeah, he was born in Vienna. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, if it's just people are getting upset because there was a picture of Hitler, Hitler existed. I mean, somebody on the text line says, since when did Hitler become Voldemort? Yeah, exactly. It's like he's not he whose name shall not be mentioned. It, it's just, you know, he was a horrible, horrible human being. And I say this as somebody who lost relatives to that guy and his followers. So, I mean, seeing his image doesn't make me go, oh, dear, how could they do? I'm not going to get a case of the vapors because they showed Hitler. I don't know. I, I go back and forth on this one a little bit. I, I just, I just think, did you, could, couldn't you have just picked a different question? I, I look at stuff like this and I say, you have to, whether I agree with it or not, you have to anticipate that that is still a divisive figure, that oh. it's still a figure that people have reactions to. Well, yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about the real problem is it, it's exactly what you just said. The fact that Hitler is divisive in any way. I mean, right. the fact that a hundred percent of the people can't line up and say, you know, genocide is bad. Right. It would be kind of nice if we could, but uh, yeah, I mean now 
let, let me give you a little breathing space on that for a minute. Maybe the fact that this is Michigan has something to do with it. Because Michigan doesn't have the world's greatest history when it comes to Nazis and mm-hmm. uh, and white separatism and, and all of those things. You know, maybe if this happened someplace where it was just a little more normal, then it wouldn't be. But you, when you've got those wild-eyed militia weirdos out there playing freeze tag in the woods, it, it, it does make images of Hitler seem a little bit more out of place. I, I just, if you are the person picking these questions, the idea of Hitler being in a question and the image has to strike you. We do enough stories about when people joke about Hitler, that uh-huh. being a thing. This isn't a joke, but it's for entertainment. Yeah. Pick something else. And and maybe it's just because he's so associated with Germany that, you know, that they were figuring, okay, this is actually a tough trivia question because not many people would know that he was actually born in Austria. He wasn't born in Germany at all. But one way or the other, yeah, I, I mean... I don't know when when a picture of the guy. I mean, if it were a picture of Mussolini, would that have been all right? Uh, you know, he or a picture of Tojo. I mean, these were all characters that, if they weren't bloodthirsty themselves, they certainly you know allowed it um, and and encouraged it among their followers. So, to me, the difference is that I could not pick Mussolini out of a lineup. Really, I, oh, okay. I, I wouldn't be able. I wouldn't know, and I feel like I'm okay on history. Hitler, everybody knows the face. True. And people who don't know history know the face of Hitler. More, probably more than anybody else out of that time. Yeah. So um, the other point that some people made about this was given what's going on right now with the Hamas strikes. Yeah. It's kind of a touchy time to be. That's true. That up there. And it's funny so. you say that because, yeah, the, the top text right now on the text line says we can't even get together now and admit that terrorism is wrong. Yeah, yeah I know. It, we, we do live in bizarre little times. Yes. OK, I want to move on to the story that you found out of InStyle magazine um, because of the point about this perhaps being a double standard of an age difference portrayed in a movie, because I love the point that is made in this article very late in the story. Yeah, it's all about uh, Jennifer Lawrence has a new movie coming out. And the movie itself is, I mean, they're calling it one of her edgiest roles ever. Um, and it has to do, the, the main storyline of the movie is about a wealthy couple who, for whatever reason, decides to hire a bartender, played by Jennifer Lawrence, to have sex with their 19-year-old son. Now, the actor in the movie is actually a 21-year-old. Jennifer Lawrence is mid-30s somewhere. What is 32. she? 32. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Andrew Barth Feldman, who is the actor who plays the 19-year-old, is actually 21. And what this movie is, has been getting digs about is the, the age difference and how creepy it is, according to some, to have 32-year-old Jennifer Lawrence... Uh, in the movie, having sex with this character who is 19 years old and and how cringy and creepy and, you know, pick your adjective it is to have that kind of a, of a relationship play out on screen. A couple things about this. Mm-hmm. Um, the just the description of the movie itself is just a little um, I don't have a good it's just a weird. It, it's just and even the actors in the movie are admitting that. Not the age difference, but this idea of a couple hires a bartender to have sex with their son. Sure. It's just weird to begin with. But what the point that's being made, and I did not realize the age difference was this much, was that people are pointing out, so you don't like this. 
she's 32, he's 21, but you weren't bothered in Silver Lining, Silver Lining's playbook. Yeah. That there was a 15 year age difference between Jennifer Lawrence, who was younger, and Bradley Cooper, who was older. Exactly. We don't like when the woman is older. And and is that okay? So well, let's go back to Silver Lining's playbook though for just a minute. Is that because Bradley Cooper did not look tremendously older than Jennifer Lawrence in that movie? I don't remember if they ever said how old their characters were supposed to be, but Bradley Cooper looks young anyway. You know, he's got yeah. he's got kind of a baby face. So it may have been that. But you're right. I mean, there, there are plenty of movies out there. Look at Casablanca, for crying out loud. One of the greatest movies ever made. And Humphrey Bogart was like 50-something, and Ingrid Bergman was in her 20s. And that's like, oh, look at this great, wonderful love story between this really old dude and, and you know, young, gorgeous uh, Ingrid Bergman. And that's totally fine, and that's a classic for all time. But in this case, having a woman who's 11 years older than the guy she's having sex with in the movie is creepy. And I'll tell you, I'm looking at the picture of these two. I don't know this actor that plays the guy. I would not, I didn't know that Jennifer Lawrence was 32. They both look older than the ages they actually are, at least in the picture I have with them dressed up. I would not be able to tell you what the age difference is from looking at them. Not to mention the fact that, and this is one of the things that I brought up on our thread, I don't care how old you are. Jennifer Lawrence is gorgeous, okay? I mean, so uh, whatever. I mean, the the idea that, what, a 19-year-old is supposed to look at Jennifer Lawrence and go, nah, she's too old. Come on. I think it's, I think we, oh, um, get in here, 913-586-7798. It's, I'm taking issue with a little bit that if, if, if these two were older, both of them, but she was 11 years older than her, would we care as much? So if, if, if she was 40, if we're talking about a 40 year old and a, and a 28 or 29 year old or something like that. Yeah. Would we care as much? And then I think we might care more because you're, you're picturing now a 40 year old woman with a 29 or 30 year old guy. And yeah. I don't think we like that either. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, boy, I'm now with as many movies as I've seen, I'm trying to go through in my head the times when there have been those kinds of relationships where a woman was obviously older than the guy that she was in a relationship with. And and there's not very many that spring to mind. And boy, doesn't that tell you something? I think it's also reflective of life, though. And and somebody feel free to argue with me about this. But I feel like in in life, we have less of a problem with couples. It makes more sense to us with couples where the guy is significantly older than where the woman is significantly older. Yeah, well, let, let me give you back up on that too. What is it called when an older woman dates a younger guy? What is she? Cougar. Right. What's a guy who dates younger women? Stud. Right. If, I if, call if, if he's anything. I mean, yeah. You know, if, if, if there's, if there isn't well, even really a name for that. He's cheered on. I mean, men cheer right. that on and say, wow, look at what you were able to get. You know, good for you. He's, he's congratulated for that. She's creepy if she does it. Yeah. Uh, somebody brought up the movie The Proposal. I honestly don't remember that one. Yes, that is, wow, that is an, a movie I actually have seen. That is Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, okay. I don't know how far apart they are in the movie, but in the movie she plays his boss. Yeah, right. I do. Remember, yeah, I did see that one. I just forgot what it was called. Uh, They're yeah. probably 10 years apart. Something like more? that. Yeah. And, and if that, it, it, but it, again, isn't that funny that go back to the example of Casablanca, not only was Humphrey Bogart way older than Ingrid Bergman, he's also not the most attractive human being that ever walked the planet. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if a woman's going to be in that role, who is it? 
Demi or yeah, Demi Moore. Somebody brought that up because she was also she was in a relationship with Ashton Kutcher. They're married, but you're right. It's <laughs> yeah. so it's got to be her or Sandra Bullock or Jennifer Lawrence. If you're the older woman, you would better be a knockout. You'd better be Helen Mirren. What I will Diamond. say, real quick, sorry. I did see this movie, the Jennifer Lawrence movie. It's uh-huh. funny. Yeah. Is it great? It's all right. I'd say it's like a six or seven out of ten. All things aside, I just want to throw that out. Like, go see it. I think it's a it's a pretty decent movie. Thank you. It, did it seem cringy or creepy to you at all? No, because I've had a crush on Jennifer Lawrence since <laughs> I was like twelve. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and same deal. Um uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's and not that I've had a crush on Jennifer Lawrence, but I mean, when, yeah, when I was when I was a kid, uh, there were plenty of women who were you know movie stars at the time that were like, wow. Yeah, Matthew Broderick is in it too. He's pretty good. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is funny how we still have a problem with that. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, some comments are coming in the text line. I think the examples that are coming in are fascinating of the age differences here. So we'll get to more of this coming up here in KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So the movie is already out on Netflix if you want to see it. Those of you that have seen it says it's good, that it's it's not creepy at all, despite what the premise of this is. Uh, it's called No Hard Feelings, and InStyle Magazine kind of did a story and kind of a recap of the fact that it's a story about a wealthy couple that, um, and yes, we're ruining this for you, but it's too late. <laughs> a wealthy and overbearing couple um, pays a bartender to have sex with their 19-year-old son. No, I don't know why. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence plays the bartender. There's an actor who I've never known. Uh, Andrew Barth Feldman plays the other lead. They are 11 years apart in real life, 32 and 21. He is 19 in the movie. I don't know how old she is in the movie. Yeah, somebody how old she ask. is supposed to be. Uh, She's 32 in the movie. Oh, so they, they, okay. she, they actually use her real age. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, and so critics are getting on this and calling this creepy. And I guess it's based on a real Craigslist ad. Critics are saying it's creepy. Um, Matthew Broderick is in this. Uh, there's some pretty decent names in this besides Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Who have said that if you know the situation, it's not creepy. If you know the premise of the story, this is not that weird. Um, but it's funny the examples that are coming in. Again, I think generally if the guy is older, we don't 
care as much. Yeah, because a couple of you on the text line and somebody was going to call this in, too, and couldn't hang on, uh, mentioned The Graduate. And, I mean, a couple of things to keep in mind about The Graduate. First of all, it was kind of the premise of the movie. It was the hook Mm -hmm. to the movie that it was such a, uh, you know, a a taboo kind of relationship. This older woman and this younger man and Mrs. Robinson are trying to seduce me and all of that stuff. But keep in mind two things. Number one, it was supposed to be controversial, where in this one it kind of isn't. And number two, at the end of the movie, not to ruin a 55-year-old <laughs> movie for you, uh, mm-hmm. but Benjamin and still ends up with the daughter. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people have brought up that yeah. example on the text line. Um, and it's funny the examples that you are giving us out of real life, actors and actresses that date or musicians that have been together that are far apart. Somebody mentioned... Uh, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde, now former partner of Jason Sudeikis. They were together a long time, but they never got married. Then they split and the split has been nasty and custody fight and all that kind of stuff. She immediately after that split dated Harry Styles. They are 10 years apart. And she, to somebody who said, no, she was cheered for that. No, she got grief for that. And so did did he kind of, Yeah, It, it wasn't good. It wasn't good during her custody dispute. And then they split later. And it was like, well, of course, you know, because it was never going to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, Olivia Wilde smoking. So, again, we, we seem to be at least a little bit more OK with it if she is uh, at, at least as good looking as he is, if not better. Uh, weird that that enters into the equation, but it seems to. Let's see what Dennis and St. Joe wants to add in. Hey, Dennis. Hey. Uh, so there is a movie that totally flips the dynamic from the movie you described. What you have in Good Luck to Leo Wilde is you have a younger male prostitute being hired by Emma Thompson. Now, our, you know, she's 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 a beautiful woman. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, there, there's a completely different dynamic. You know, it doesn't matter, you know what your what your feeling is i mean prostitution is prostitution whether it's your assigned profession in life or not you know if you're, you're paid for sex that's prostitution i remember when this came out again I, tiktok is where i get my information about stuff like this this made this was on on tiktok quite a bit yeah i i remember i i didn't remember it from the name but now that i'm looking at the pictures of the people that were involved in it i absolutely uh, i absolutely do remember when it came out um and that was a comedy too i mean that that was good luck right. to good luck to you leo graham was was supposed to be funny and weird um well i guess i i don't know you know how much humor there is in this new movie with jennifer lawrence but i'm guessing that's probably there too i'll have to check well, that out is it a good good movie uh i my wife thought it was i i haven't seen it yet myself gotcha but- uh, you know, the the interesting thing to me, though, was, you know, well, the creepy part is that somebody's parents have to hire them a prostitute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that is more than a little strange. But, uh, yeah, thank you for the call. I, it is. And, and maybe that says something too. the fact that it's never going to be just a romance. It's never going to be like a dramatic romance kind of movie where yes. you're going to see a woman in that kind of a role. It's always going to be a comedy. There's got and, and there's got to be a reason for it. It's, it's, um, boy, somebody give me an example where there's an age gap like that, where the woman is older, where it's not a part of the story. You know what I mean? Where it's just a natural thing that, that happens. Yeah. The, the only one that I know of that was a dramatic portrayal like that, it was two women. So it wasn't a woman with a younger man. It was a woman with a Uh younger woman. So, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because 
in this one with Emma Thompson, yeah, for some reason, again, this was, I heard a lot about this, but it's like, you know, hey, I've, I've had a relationship that didn't have a, a strong physical side for a long time, and now I'm free, and I can, and she's a widow, and she kind of wants to relive that part of her life, and doesn't know how to do it by just going out and meeting somebody. So it's a big part of the story. Again, if it wasn't, would it, um, we just don't have those examples where it just is a part of the, not a part of the story. Yeah. So, and it should be. All right. Thanks everybody for getting in here. Um, so this story was all over the place over the weekend too. And I've got the, uh, version out of the New York post here. We've had this happen again. And in this case, this woman came home from vacation to find this, but we have had this happen again, where a demolition company tears down the wrong house. How? How? In, in, the, in the name of all that is good and holy, how on earth does this continue to happen? Because like you said, I mean, we've had, uh, what was the last one we had? Was a guy who had his driveway destroyed? Because they were, well, gonna, I don't even remember that one. Yeah, they were they were going to come in and they were going to destroy the driveway and redo it, and they destroyed the wrong driveway. And in this case, yeah, the story out of Atlanta: this woman came home from vacation, and her property, according to the New York Post, was reduced to rubble because of an error by a local hauling and demolition company. Yes, I don't know where she was gone to, but a neighbor called her while she was gone and said, "Hey." Did you hire somebody <laughs> to tear down this house? Remember that house you used to have? Yeah. <laughs> I have some bad news for you. And she said no. And the neighbor said, well, there's someone over here who just demolished the whole house and tore it all down. Uh, when the neighbor went outside to confront the workers, they were. she was told, shut up and mind your own business. Wow. Uh, so this woman, Sarah Hodgson, said she then called a family member to pay a visit to the property to see what's happening. The family member asked to see the worker's permit. Mm -hmm. uh, when a site supervisor checked the permit, Hodgson said he admitted they were at the wrong address. Oh. And then they left <laughs> and left the house in ruins. Of course. Uh, yeah, because a business that's good enough to figure out the wrong address is probably, you know, one of the more uh, reputable organizations in town for demolition. But, uh, I mean, it, okay, I don't know that industry. I Obviously, I don't know anything about the demolition industry. But maybe when you roll up to the house that you're about to reduce to rubble and there's still curtains in the window and china in the hutch and, and furniture and all of this, uh, maybe that should be your indication that you're at the wrong house. So the version of the story that I have says the house had been boarded up for about 15 years. So I'm assuming the one that they were supposed to destroy the or one, her house. This was a vacant house. Um, uh, da -da -da, I'm looking to make sure that's correct. Um, yeah, I think tear down the vacant house. Now, I don't know, because the wording on this is, the language on this is not good. The, the way this is worded is, although the house had been boarded up for about 15 years, Hodgson said the lawn was maintained and all taxes were current on the property. I okay. think this is her, yeah. I think this is her extra house okay. or whatever. All right. So it, boy, why would somebody leave a house empty in Atlanta for 15 years? But I guess mm -hmm. that's uh, beside the point. But still, uh, yeah, it makes no sense that... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, why, why, how do you get the wrong address? Even if the place was boarded up, did they just figure, well, let's drive around the neighborhood and find the first boarded up house? That must be it. And we also don't know why 
this house was being demolished. And to me, that matters a little bit. Like, yeah. was it because um, the city had declared it a nuisance and it had gone through that process? Did the owners want it demolished? I mean, did a three look like a five? I mean, and <laughs> where was the house that they were supposed to go to? Like, yeah. was it across the street? How did, were the names similar? Is Was it Hodge and Hodgson or something where it was similar? Um, part of the problem that's happening now also is that the company responsible, of course, isn't contacting her. Nope. And they're not returning phone calls either. She says she's filed a police report and has spoken to attorneys about all of this, but they have, she's yet to receive a phone call from the folks at You Call It, We Haul It. <laughs> so she, sa she said he needs to fix the problem. Define fix the problem. I mean, fixing the problem is going to be a financial sentiment now. Yeah. You're not going to rebuild the house. Well, yeah, and, and it's, it's also a little confusing when they talk about, I mean, get, because as you said, the place was vacant and boarded up, but they go on and on about the personal items of hers that were found among the rubble. Okay, you can you, see them. Right, yeah, there's, there's a stuffed animal and there's a little, like, spelling thing that looks like it's from a kid. If all that stuff's still in there, yeah, I don't know. This is just a story that doesn't make any sense. If you work in construction... How does this happen? Because we've talked about this. Police have gone to the wrong house when 911 gets the address wrong. I mean, it's sometimes human error is human error. But the what we started to do, doctors sometimes take the wrong limb. That's why now there are 10 different points between your hospital room and the, the operating room where you double, triple, quadruple confirm what you're supposed to be doing when you're in there. Can verify, yeah, uh, to the point of annoyance sometimes. But this is why, because, I mean, the last thing you want to have happen is you go in for one surgery and end up getting something else done. How does it happen? And what should she get out of this? 913-586-7798 if you want in here. Get your comments on this next year on KMBZ. So woman from Atlanta goes on vacation having a nice time until the neighbor calls and says, Hey, were you planning on having your house torn down? No. Well, there's a crew out there that just tore your house down and demolished it. So she has a family member go and try to figure out what happened. And the demolition crew had a permit. So somebody ordered them to do it, but it wasn't her. They had an address on that permit and they said, whoopsie. Wrong house. Yeah, uh, sorry, we went to the wrong address. We weren't supposed to knock this place down at all. So we're just wondering, I mean, what are the steps involved in doing that? And if they admitted that they, they were in the wrong here, they must have looked down at that permit and said, oh, oops. Um, seems like that should have been the first step before you started knocking the place over. Let's see what Stephen and Olathe knows. Hello, Stephen. So I used to work for a guy who never had time to do anything but cash those checks that the clients were doing and uh, lecture you on what it is that you're doing wrong. Well, he used to uh, tell us how to get to the next job just off of memory. He'd be like, oh, I'll go down, you know, this street, and it's the third house on the right. And if I remember correctly, it's yellow or brown or whatever. Well, that came to a stop when one of his other crews had gone to a house that wasn't the, the thing and the neighbor had come home and the whole side of the house was ripped off. Oh. And the other, the other time that I'd seen it, I was actually on a job working for the same guy, but uh, it was a lawn crew who the neighbor had come out and said, hey, you know, you guys ran over my sprinkler head and it's busted. 
and he's trying to talk English to a non-English speaker. And so how it is that I noticed it is because when someone who is non-English speaking doesn't understand you, you just raise your voice until they understand you correctly. (laughs) Um, That works always. He's like, you broke this, you fix, I need new. So about midday, I see this big crew, this big yard crew coming through, and they have all these machines, and they start installing a new irrigation system. He gets home later that night, and he goes ballistic. He's like, no, I wanted you guys to change the sprinkler head, not the whole system. Yeah. So unsigned contract. He got he got himself a new irrigation system. Well, that's not bad. He, at least yeah. he made out well in the end. Um, Stephen, thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's scary to me that anybody could do business like that. Well, it's it's three blocks down. Take a right. It's the the dark colored house. Oh yeah. Okay, great. That's that's how you ought to be doing that. I am just baffled by the fact that there doesn't seem to be an obvious way to get recourse here. That like she's filed a police report and she's talking to lawyers. But how is it possible that you just stand there and say, yeah, I got the permit. Oh, you're right. It was supposed to be street and we did terrace instead or whatever, whatever the problem was. Oh, yeah. And isn't that the bane of our existence around here? Right, <laughs> Everything right. is street, terrace, street. Ah. Yeah, we're edgy about that uh-huh. for a lot of reasons. Yep. Um, how is it possible that they can just do that and then they just pack up and leave? And there's no, uh, who knows? Now, luckily she wasn't living in it. But it was maintained for a reason. Sure. I mean, they were they were working on the yard and it was all paid up. Maybe it's an investment property or she inherited it or something. I just, how can they just pack up and leave and then just ignore phone calls? Yeah, and the, the fact that apparently the news organization did get in touch with the uh, with the people who knocked the house down and they said, oh, yeah, we're, uh, we're working to find a solution. Yeah, but part of that might be calling the lady whose house you knocked down. That might be a good start. They are probably, I'm going to assume, talking to lawyers also. (laughs) Yeah, they're not going to say a word to her until their (laughs) lawyers tell them exactly what to say and, more importantly, what not to. Yes. All right. Well, we have a couple of minutes here before we wrap the hour. Um, We talked about this when this happened a few weeks ago. When we had a story about a wreck that specifically mentioned the driver was elderly and the Kansas City Marathon happened on Saturday because I woke up to that out my, outside my window. They went right down my street. What we learned later is that there was a driver that hit a parked car, uh, 34th Street and Broadway Boulevard, right in the middle of the marathon. And the driver is described as being elderly, which now has prompted a whole conversation. Yeah. Because you would expect. Because young people never hit parked cars, I guess, is what we're supposed to take from that. That's, of course, not true at all. Uh, KCPD said no injuries were reported at the scene. The crash didn't affect the race, which, okay, sure. Uh, But they said, yeah, it was a silver pickup truck that was driven by this apparently elderly person. And, uh, yeah, uh, why? Why bring that up? Why does it make a difference? Um, Again, this is what we talked about before, is that usually it's police if they're not going to give you the age of the driver, which would be on a on an accident report. The media can't know that without police telling them. And I say they must have chosen that word for a reason. Like, why don't you know his age? Yeah. And you, just, you would know his age. And, or because, and, not, and not only is it in the article, it's actually it's in the headline. In fact, it's the mm-hmm. first word in the headline, which leads one to the conclusion that their age had something to do with the crash. Right. And and again, you get that word from police. So police must have thought that also. Mm-hmm. 
What was also funny about this is I was looking for more examples of this story. I was looking to see who else had it. I didn't see that anybody else had it, but there was a Reddit thread about it from over the weekend. Okay. And I don't have it in front of me, but if you Google this, this is what will come up. So somebody, um, I don't remember if it was on Kansas City Reddit or not, but somebody asked about this and was posting about this on Kansas City Reddit, starting that conversation about elderly drivers. And the moderator of the page removed this person's question and post. And they said, the reason was you linked to a story that we think sensationalized what happened here. Wow. Okay. And I don't see the link because they removed it. And I don't see the story anywhere else. So I'm wondering if it was this one. It may very well have been because they may have seen the same question that we did, which is what does elderly have anything to do with anything here? A driver hit a parked car. That's all you need to know. Which again, sometimes is newsworthy. Sometimes yeah. that has something to do with it, but well, I, I would love to know if this was it. Yeah, because if you've seen the picture, I mean, it does look like it's right in the middle of the race course, but you know, important in that it didn't affect the race. All right, we'll take a break here. Coming up in the next hour, we have a couple of Halloween displays making news. We'll get to those in the next hour here on KMBZ. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.